sometimes we get obsessed and we want these things because they're cool. And yeah, they help out when you're actually on the job, but when it's sitting around 90% of the time, it's not making you money. It's you're losing money. Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Mulchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started. Before we get into today's show, a big thank you to our sponsor, Send Gym. If you want to get the leads you want and turn your current clients into raving fans, then you need to try Send Gym. They've created an exclusive offer just for our listeners. If you sign up today, you can get your first month for just $2. So if you haven't already, go to sendgym.io forward slash MDL, where you can get even more exclusive deals just for Million Dollar Landscaper podcast listeners. That's sendgym.io forward slash MDL and take advantage of these awesome deals today. Welcome back, everybody. Before we hop right into today's episode, I just wanted to let you guys know that we have a couple of big announcements actually coming probably next week. So we've been working hard behind the scenes on a couple of different things because we always want to serve you guys better, help you guys out more. So drum roll. Wait, no, the drum roll will be be next week. But it'll be very exciting. We're really excited to share this with everybody. It's going to be a price point everybody can afford. We'll just say that. Yeah, so stay tuned. So next week, we will have two announcements. Yep. So till then, today we are going to talk about, uh, let's see, what, three? Three times that more isn't always better. And this podcast episode was actually inspired by a conversation that Scott had with one of our members. We can chat about that in a little bit. But we'll start this off by talking about how more sales isn't always better. Yeah. Because that seems to be like a default, like everybody's like, oh, I just got to sell more. This is something we were told by a professional before that would just keep selling more, selling more, selling more. And I but, think that's appropriate when you're just starting out and you have to just kind of like sell mm-hmm. your tail off because you're literally just starting out and you don't have really any mm-hmm. other options. We did increase our sales, but our profits weren't there. We had still weren't making as much money. And come to find out, it was, it was a couple of different things we had going on. One, we weren't very productive and very efficient on the job site. And then two, we weren't doing our estimates properly. So so that kind of ties into like, so if you've been at this landscaping game for a little bit and you're not in that first like year or two of like, I, you just have to sell like crazy just to get established. Well, that's my little caveat. So if you're beyond that, if you, you know, you've been in it just a little bit long enough to, you know, kind of have your feet just a little, then if you're not making money before you just jump directly to sell, 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 I need to sell more, I need to sell more. There are a couple things that you can do. And that's what Scott alluded to. Yeah. And the first one was to, you just have to do job costing. And job yeah. costing includes checking your productivity. Are your employees, and yourself included, if you're still out in the field, are you hitting your benchmarks for how much time you have budgeted to be out on each individual job? Yeah, and job costing was critical, like Katie said. That's how we're able to find some of this important information because we found out our teams were not very productive on the job site. We, you know, we thought we were doing all right. You know, we knew we had some issues. We had a lot of downtime. We, yeah, we ended up having a lot of downtime and, it, you know, found out, you know, that we weren't providing our team all the information we needed. And there's a, lot, a whole other backstory to it. But 
if we'd have kept doing more sales, we would still have been unproductive. Our productivity That's, was so low, it yeah. really wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. Because no matter how much you sell, if you aren't getting it done, you know, sorry, time is money in this yeah. industry. It really is. If you're not getting it done in the proper time frame, it doesn't really matter how much you're working. Mm -hmm. you're still your crews only <laughs> are still going to be doing the same thing. And it actually probably create more of a hassle. So if we would have kept producing more sales because we weren't as productive. so. Sure. And we didn't have the systems in place to kind of take on that load. Mm -hmm. So, Correct. and along with the job costing is the estimating. That's mm -hmm. just making sure that you're putting out enough and you're, if you're charging enough, putting enough hours into your estimates, that kind of whole big deal. Yeah, absolutely. The job costing is twofold. It shows if your teams are doing their job in the hours you predicted, and it also shows if you're estimating properly. Because if your crews are being productive, doing the job is how they're supposed to then maybe you're underbidding your jobs. You're not estimating the amount of time or the amount of dollar amount that you need to cover everything. So it is twofold when you start doing job costs. Yeah, it gives you a little opportunity to not only check on your teams, but to mm -hmm. kind of check yourself to make sure that you, you are, like you said, giving mm -hmm. them enough hours to get everything done. So for sure, look into job costing and checking your productivity hours and how much you're charging and all that before you do just start to just adding more sales, adding more sales. Yeah, and the other thing too with, if you start adding more sales, do you have the team to actually support that? You know, the team actually to go out and physically do the labor right now. It's so hard to find people. Can you actually have the team to do it? Do you have the back end support for the person that's got to do the bookkeeping and invoicing and all that stuff? You know, there's a whole nother gamut of things. Do you need an operations manager at a certain mm -hmm. point? There's a lot of things that come into play when you start adding more sales. Everybody keeps going. I need to do more and do more and do more. Just Look. check yourself before you wreck yourself Absolutely. because you could sell yourself into a problem. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you don't want to not be able to provide the services that you have contracted out because mm -hmm. you don't want to have to think out on your contracts because you can't get out there. You don't have the people. You don't have the time. That's yeah. going to do nothing but give you a bad name. Yeah. So if you're looking to grow and, and think sales are the answer. They might be, I mean, no, we're not but check not. yourself first. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's there's a there's a line you have to look at before and everything is a big circle and everything we do in any business. And it's, you know, job costing and estimating and all this plays in the thing. And then before you can start doing more sales, I guess. So. All right. The next time where more isn't always better is when it comes to employees, specifically what kicked this off was a conversation you had with one of our yeah. members about the number of employees he had out on the job site. Yeah. It, obviously, it depends what you're doing. And there's like a lot of different factors at play. But basically, we're talking with this member about the number of people he has going out on job site. And in this particular case, he was doing irrigation and he had two to three people going out to do just diagnostic work and just small repairs. And to me, there comes to a point where you're actually wasting money. And, you know, especially if you're charging a set amount, if you're charging whatever, $100 a change a head because you're going out there. But now you have three guys going out there, you're losing money on the job. So I get to there's a point you want to keep your team busy, but you have to look at the job that's at hand and, and decide whether you need one person, two people, three people to do the job. Yeah, because three people out on a job, that's like an industry standard. So, mm -hmm. you know, people often hear, oh, three people per crew. But that might not be appropriate when it is, like you said, just running diagnostics mm -hmm. on an irrigation repair. Yeah. That might be more for if you're like a landscaping crew is yeah. where that might be more appropriate. Because even if you're using the thought of, well, if I have more people out there, they'll get done quicker. That's not always necessarily true because you might be stepping on each other. Somebody won't know what to do. Somebody's leaning on a shovel. It's not always more productive to have more cooks in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Early on, my dad would be like, ah, oh, just take two guys, three guys, whatever it is. You know, and you have five, six, seven guys on a job that doesn't really need it. You know, it's just a small Especially if that's not house. their normal crew. They won't know what to do. Yeah. And we end up 
finding out that for us, our three-man crew or four-man crew was the best, depending on the job site. But it's one of those things you just have to start looking at the numbers. Again, job costing, because it's going to show you where you're you know, productive at. And you can actually sit down and actually run numbers, too, to see how productive or how much money you're going to make with the different number of crews or number right. of guys so on more, the Yeah, more people out on the job isn't yeah. always better, like I said. Make sure it's appropriate to mm-hmm. what individual tasks they're doing. Make sure you double check your numbers on it because, yeah, yeah like I said, you can have just people standing around, especially if it's not a job that they always kind of go out on. They're not going to just automatically know what to do. Then you just kind of giving them an easy day, I guess. Uh, well, it is. And you're just wasting money and you're not making the profit you need to. So just start running the numbers and start looking at different choices that you have. Yep. And the third place where more isn't always better is with equipment. Mm-hmm. I know everybody likes to buy. <laughs> well, equipment is helpful. And we are 100% not saying that equipment isn't helpful, but, 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 but before you go ahead and purchase a piece of equipment, you should do a little bit of due diligence ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Like, do you really need it? Like maybe start keeping track of like how often, like how many times a week you would actually use it, how many hours a week you would actually use it. Yeah. And there's a line where you can actually just, would you be better off just going out renting the piece of equipment for a few times or even a month or something versus buying it overall? Just to give you an example, my dad was obsessed with the Ventrac and he ended up buying this thing. And I don't remember exactly what it was like 30 or $40,000 for this Ventrac. And honestly, we used it four times a year, I think it was. And that was it. And mainly well, for- What was his plan? He was going to use it for snow- yeah, snow was there and a it was mowing. busy season or was it mowing? He I wanted to use it for mowing on a, like this one hill, but the crews never wanted to take it out because they already had the mowers with them. So they didn't want to take it out. So it yeah, was why larger, would we so, take this thing out for like one place? To yeah. yeah. So it, I mean, it would only mainly get used for snow. And then a couple of times we had a brush too for it. So it, he would brush some. Oh, like sidewalk sweeping sidewalks, or, um, or road sweeping. Along or, roads and stuff. Yeah. But honestly, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth the $40,000 we had to pay for this piece of equipment. So no. sometimes we get obsessed and we want these things because they're cool. And yeah, they help out when you're actually on the job. But when it's sitting around 90% of the time, it's not making you money. It's you're losing money. It's one of those things when you look out in the yard and you start looking around and seeing how many trucks are sitting out there and not getting used or how many pieces of equipment are not getting used. And that happens day after day after day. It's just costing you money. So it's one of those things you need to start looking at and tracking what's actually being used, like Katie said, and running the numbers, whether you'd be better off just running yeah. it or if not. If you've got a good accountant or financial advisor, they should be able to help you with that. Like, mm-hmm. mm, can I fit this into my budget? It's always a good idea to maybe like estimate what the payment's going to be and try for a couple months, like mm-hmm. just putting that away in the bank. Like, okay, do I have enough money to pay for this? Just do a little test run, like yeah. just squirrel and that away. Another example of the equipment, we had a mini excavator and we used it for a lot of different things. A lot of times it was for the water feature side. But when we'd go out to do like a small little water feature, a little pond, you know, whatever, eight by 11 or six by eight even, it wasn't worth us taking this large piece of equipment out there because it would just cause us more work. We'd have to you could put dig dirt too, back you in. could easily dig too deep, and then you'd have to yeah, fill it, it back just, in. It wasn't worth it, you know. Some of the guys are like, ah, oh, it's hard to dig without it. Well, yes, but it's not worth it. There's certain times you have to kind of balance it out, and it's one of those things you show the the numbers that it's it's why well, you have to know your numbers for everything. It's one of the things we stress in our academy all the time is knowing your numbers, and this is part of it. Yeah, taking that piece of equipment mm-hmm. out wasn't always worth it. And we kind of touched on this, just if you're going to buy something, make sure maybe it can be used on, like you said, more than one job, multiple Mm -hmm. seasons of use, multiple jobs, stuff like that. 
it's really hard to buy things for just like one. Yeah, like in our area, we have a shorter season for landscaping. Well, not shorter, but it's eight to nine months typically. And then we have our snow season. So we try to purchase equipment that we can use year round. So the mini excavator, that one, we obviously can't really use year round. Maybe no, not everything. And like snow, like snow plows and Mm -hmm. stuff. Obviously, those are very specific. But in general, like we have skid steers, but then we have pushers for the Mm -hmm. skid steers. So those our payloaders are used in the summertime for dirt. Yeah. In the wintertime, they got pushers as well. Our trucks, we try to outfit them so they can push snow or, or you know, haul around a sidewalk, sidewalk crew. crew or whatever it is. We try to make sure we purchase equipment that can be used year round. So Yeah. So do the best um, you can. Mm-hmm. But these are just three things to think about. Like I said, this was inspired because um, when he was talking to our member who was, had too many people out on the crew mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, you know what? More's not always better. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that could be a good podcast. Yeah, so. And then, like I said, we had, <laughs> we had a good example. Like I said, we had a professional tell us, you just need to do more sales. You need to do more sales. If we were not efficient, we're not making money so yeah just just learn your numbers (laughs) job cost yep do all those all right well yeah that was just a quick and easy one for you today so all right we'll move on to our questions for scott okay we have got what's the worst job you've ever had don't say landscaping that'd be real embarrassing embarrassing. Uh, i did work for a fire restoration company and mold remediation company like they went and cleaned up after fires or people had mold or a flood Floods and sewer backups. So Gross. sewer backups are probably the worst, I'd say, just because that you're messing with the stuff. Sounds disgusting. You know, like, like you're talking sewer backups, not like road sewers. Like you're talking the poop. There was. Poop. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember I had to take the vacuum, suck up the turds That's, and stuff. That's, uh, thank you that for was, that sound effect. Like that was disgusting. Effect? Yeah. <laughs> Hope you guys aren't eating lunch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Best piece of advice. Oof. It's a tough one. I don't know. There's quite a few different things. Yeah, pick one. Well, probably one of the biggest things is we talked about here today was job costing, learning to job costs. I mean, we did some before, but we didn't really know how to analyze it and actually look at the numbers. So we tried learning, yeah, you know, learning the numbers and learning how to actually understand the numbers for it. That was probably the biggest thing I learned. All right. What are you most excited about right now? Right now, I'm excited for GIE. I'm excited. I was wondering if that's what you're going to say. You were really digging into uh, looking at swag and stuff. So if anybody's going to GIE, we will definitely be there. And Mm -hmm. Scott has picked out all of our swag and freebies. And so come and get them because (laughs) if we're going to purchase them, please come and take them. (laughs) I don't want to drag it all home. Yeah, Katie's worried that we have too many. Well, it's a tough one because some people loved, you said, you know, he knows people that love to come and get the free pens and all that stuff. I'm like the opposite. I never want anything. So I don't. Actually, let us know. Do you guys go to these shows and then. That is a good Seek idea. Seek out to yes. get the information. I, I would love to hear it because I, I hear people from both sides. Uh, like me, I'd only gather stuff that I want or know that I'm going to use. Yeah. I know some people go there and just grab every single thing and kind of have a contest who can fill their bag. Specifically full of- to grab all the freebies. Yeah, so, so yeah. I want know. none of them because you just throw them away. But yeah. So that's why we have tried to pick out useful swag. Yes. So yeah. things you can actually use. So, so Put in the comment section. Let us know if you guys yeah. go there to grab stuff or just let us know. Sure. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us today and have a great day. Hey, everyone. Just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message. 